Welcome to Living Water Radio. How do you know you exist? It seems obvious, but we are increasingly in isolation from our society, from one another, and from even ourselves. Who am I, and how can I know? Today we're going to give you some tools for not only being certain of who you are, but more importantly, knowing your great value in whose you are. My name is Pastor David Burkadal. My wife, Reverend Sally Welch, is co-producing this podcast. Sally is a United Church of Christ slash Christian Church Disciples of Christ ordained minister focusing on ecumenical and interfaith ministry. I've worked in a variety of blue-collar summer jobs, served in the Marine Corps, played drums and jazz bands, and was a competitive master swimmer. After college in Minnesota and a seminary in Berkeley, I served Lutheran Christian congregations in Compton, California, and in San Dimas, California, for over 40 years. Today, maintaining our yard is my gym, and I'm active as a volunteer in the leadership of the 110 Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregations in our area. A horse walks into a bar and says to the bartender, bring me a bourbon and keep him coming. Bartender says, hey, aren't you the same horse that's been coming in here ordering the same thing every day? Don't you think you might be an alcoholic? No, the horse says, I don't think I am. And he disappears. Now, to understand this joke, we've got to go back a few years. First, to my junior year in high school. Okay, more than a few years. Mr. Carlton Lewis taught world history. Mr. Lewis is certainly among my top 10 best teachers. Not necessarily my favorite teachers. I've found that my best teachers have not necessarily been my favorite teachers. I have had few teachers since then who have exposed me to more new ideas, though, than Mr. Lewis. Each of us in the class had to choose an aspect of life in some century and bring a report to the class. I chose 17th century European philosophy. One of the philosophers of that era made a deep impression on me. He was a French philosopher named René Descartes. He is most famous for his statement in Latin, cogito ergo sum, or in English, I think, therefore I am. This is a well-known answer, but what is the question? Well, thanks for asking. But first, let's go back to the horse. I could have explained who Descartes was and what he said before I told that joke, but that would have been putting Descartes before the horse. I think, therefore, I am is Descartes' answer to some basic philosophical questions, like, how do I know that I exist? How do I know that I am not just a character in someone else's consciousness? Answer, I think, therefore, I am. And is there any idea of which I can be certain? Answer, I think, therefore, I am. Because even if we doubt that statement, we know that we are doing the doubting, therefore, we exist. We've had a lot of time lately to ponder these kinds of questions, haven't we? What insights have helped you solve a problem or sustained you during the pandemic? Share your answers and your comments to us, and we'll reflect on them. The pandemic seems to be getting worse in L.A. County again, with a spike in cases that some attribute to a lack of precautions taken over the Labor Day weekend, and some say is because we are doing more testing. But either way, there are more cases than we know of. We're at a point now where our social isolation is taking an increasing toll 
on how we function as a society and how we see ourselves within our society. We are losing the ability to live together in any kind of diversity. We had, on top of everything else happening in 2020, an earthquake in our area last Friday. And before we could absorb that, Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg died over the weekend, creating a vacancy whose filling will even further polarize the national dialogue. One of the many things for which Justice Bader Ginsburg is being praised is her friendship with Justice Antonin Scalia, a conservative, on the other end of the ideological spectrum, serving on the same court. That kind of collegiality is rare today, and we are the poorer for its absence. Video calls and Zoom meetings are better than nothing for learning and practicing how to live within a community. You know, covido ergo Zoom. And I have to say, I think either we are getting used to them or they are getting better. Last night's Emmys show was actually mostly funny and entertaining. But for those of us of the Christian faith who believe our lives are lived in relationship to God and with one another, the absence of the with one another life can become a challenge. The answer is a mystery. Not a mystery in the sense that it is a problem to be solved, but as a reality that can't be solved. We can only receive the answer to that mystery as a gift. It comes as a gift of God's love, love shown to us on the cross, love in relationship with the one true living God that mysteriously binds us together with all the baptized believers who have ever existed, all who are alive today, and in a really weird way, with all those who have yet to be born. We are given the gift of faith, that is, a living relationship with the living God. There is no time in God. Let's go back a few more years, a little under 3,000 years, to the era of King David of Israel, who is credited with writing most of the Psalms. Here's the eighth. O Lord, our Sovereign, how majestic is your name in all the earth! You have set your glories above the heavens. Out of the mouths of babes and infants you have founded a bulwark because of your foes, to silence the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you have established, what are human beings that you are mindful of them, mortals that you care for them? Yet you have made them a little lower than God and crowned them with glory and honor. You have given them dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under their feet, all sheep and oxen, and also the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Sovereign, how majestic is your name in all the earth! We are loved and valued by the one true living God. That is a wonderful thing to ponder. I remember going to visit an older member of the congregation I served in San Dimas who lived to be 98 years old. I came to see her one day when she was in her mid-90s. She said that she had been spending a lot of time pondering. She remembered that when her father had become quite full of days, he would sit in a chair, and when people asked him what he was doing, he would say, pondering. I remember said that she member said that she pondered many things, but recently she was pondering toothpaste. She was trying to remember when it was that she began to use toothpaste. She said that she thought it was sometime during World War II. We've had a lot of time to ponder. 
How do I know that I exist? What are human beings, mere mortals? We get a response in Genesis, the first chapter, beginning at the 26th verse. Then God say, said, Let us make humankind in our image, according to our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the wild animals of the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created humankind in his image. In the image of God he created them. Male and female he created them. Here is how I know that I exist and who I am, and that the answer is not centered on me. God created me, therefore I am. Why did God create me? That is the question. The answer is for a living relationship with the one true living God. Among all the things being created in God's image means, that is the most important, because it gives me the answer to another question. Who am I? We answer it with Another question, whose am I? I am created by God. I am God's son or daughter. I am beloved by God. In John 3.16 we read, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. We have a common identity, even in our separation from one another. Nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. That is our identity. Paul writes in his letter to the church in Rome, chapter 8, starting at the 31st verse, What then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He who did not withhold his own Son, but gave him up for all of us, will he not with him also give us everything else? Who will bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? It is Christ Jesus who died, yes, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed intercedes for us. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Today, let's remember to pray for those struggling with the fires in California and the storms on the East Coast. And let's remember to pray the Lord's Prayer today, the one that Jesus taught us. If you don't know what that is, contact us at therevsdavidandsally at gmail.com or send us a tweet at at David Burkadal and we'll send it to you. Send your prayer requests to the same address and we'll include them next time. As always, we encourage you to stay hydrated. Open your heart to receive the living water from the source, God's self, the living presence of the one true living God, the God who gave himself on the cross so that all who believe and are baptized might be restored to the living relationship with God for which we were created. Remember your church. Identify one if you don't already have one. Ask a friend about it or a family member. Google it. Contact the pastor. 
When you have a church, go to or tune in to the worship services they have currently available and support the church financially so that it will be there when we come back to fully physically present worship together. Support your pastor and church leaders, pray for them, and help them in any way that you can. If you or a loved one are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody. Google a local or national hotline. Reach out. You are not alone. Wear a mask when you're outside your home. Practice social distancing. Wash or sanitize your hands regularly. Stay home unless you are providing essential services or need them. Avoid crowds and be outside if you have to be in a crowd. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with, especially those who are sacrificing their security to provide for yours. Thank you for listening to Living Water Radio. We are here for Christians and for the people of the Los Angeles metropolitan area who are looking for a sense of Christian community, a source of hope, and a way to thrive together during this global pandemic. We hope you'll tune in next time and invite your friends to do the same. Meanwhile, Sally and I encourage you to open your hearts to receive living water, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and stay hydrated.